Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Wow, what's that blob eating that building over there? If you've seen any AI art that's related to architecture, that might be the response that you had. Last week, I talked about story, and this week, we're going to be talking about AI. And I'll tell you what AI means in a little bit. So recently, or in the past year or so, AI-created art is a very big thing that people have been getting into. There's lots of legal things. It's scary for artists. People are getting their stuff bitten and morphed, and it's just all kind of crazy conversations going on around it. And as a set of that, and architecture are related because architecture is one of the arts, the major arts. And there's a lot of websites and pages and social media accounts that show AI-created architecture. If you Google AI art or architecture right now, you'll find the top five tools to interior design with AI, the top five architectural tools that do AI. I can tell you for about the past 10 years, there's been different cities and companies that, even like Autodesk and stuff, that have been making tools that can ultimately impact the way your custom home will be designed even today. It's not like full like autonomous being, but there are tools that will affect the way your house is built. Now, when you're getting a custom home, what you're wanting to make sure is that you are getting the things that you're wanting or that you're envisioning. But most of you who are listening to this are wanting something unique or something that you haven't seen before or something that is like an idea that is growing or exploratory. And I believe that for some of you, the idea of AI is going to resonate with that to see where things go. And I'm very interested to see where it goes as well. Like I said, I'm definitely like a minimalist person. I like these like broad strokes that I can figure out that are generated from our process that we have when we design. And AI would just be a piece of that. So if you've used any of these AI tools, even on Fiverr now, you can go hire somebody and then download an AI created art file based on what you want. There is still the element of your input. And in what happens is it's a very detailed script of what you want that you're explaining, right? That's how these most of the popular tools right now are. You're going to like put in a sentence and try to describe something and see what you get. I don't know if you remember, hopefully you listened a few weeks ago and we had Coralie here from the Orlando Museum of Art. And she was talking about, it might have been after the episode because we always talk for a little bit after. So I don't know if it was actually on air, but she was talking about how she's been exploring with some of these AI tools to try to recreate dreams that she doesn't have a picture of or things that were around when she was younger. So I think there was a church that she has no picture of that she went to, but she has these ideas or thoughts. And so she's been writing it down and wanting to find a way to recreate that image and see if something appears to her and it resonates with that. Now, what's funny is no matter what, that is not the church that she went to. It's not a photo of the church. However, may something may resonate with her in her memory 
that could help provide her a connection with an architectural space. I find that very interesting. So I don't think just in this instance, this is an exploratory conversation. She's not saying I'm going to do AI art and that's going to design my building. But there may be a moment of light or a connection or a detail in there that might spark some inspiration in her for a memory that she connected with that she would also like to bring in with her. A lot of people want to bring things in with them that are in their memory. And I would say also future memory of things that they see themselves experiencing in the future or that they experienced in the past into the present while they're designing their home. So that can be a really powerful tool. But you know what? I don't think that's still you selecting something, you going through an exploratory process. It's code that's written that's helping you to design what you're doing, but you're still in the control seat. Your architect is still in the control seat with those things. You're doing input. There's a lot of things today. When I draw on the computer, I put in an input and I get something out. I know this may sound weird, but the tools that you draw with influence the outcome of the architectural design. I draw on a computer. I remember my mentor drew by pencil and the details that he would construct were different. It's just like two different builders. They're going to try to craft a detail together and they may come up with a different thing based on my drawing. Now, that's why I like to be the builder for as many projects as I can, because I have talked with my client and I have this detail in mind and I like to work with the carpenter that's out there to make sure that detail comes the way they had it in their mind. But it's all fantastic process. And part of the story is coming up with selecting these things. And if this is a tool that can be used for discovery, I think it's great. Now, there are tools out there. And I'll tell you, I think I'll just go ahead and get into it now. So actually, an example, just this week, I was talking with a client and there is a piece of property and there's so many rules on the piece of property for a custom house that once D for their architectural DNA, all the things they wanted to design, they had specific sizes and rooms and usages that they wanted in their house. That was their D. We went and looked at the N, which is nature, which is the N of DNA. And with the rules that went with their nature, the orientation to the sun they had a north facing lot. There's trees on the east, west and south. It sloped up to the front of the house. When we compared that with the A, which is the effects of the code on that piece of nature with their desire, there was several solutions that would work, but there, in some way there was not infinite. Of course, there's infinite that you could do, but with, with her design, they want to maximize the amount that they were allowed to build. There are certain heights. If you want to start getting into style, you could skin the cat one million ways. But as far as the massing and information, there is really only several options that would viably work for that particular lot, which is super interesting to me. And so that's like, as a minimalist, that's what I try to get at is hyper-rationalism of your space. It's not about, is this a Doric column? Is this a colonial column? Is this a modern space? Is this fritted glass? Or is it going to be leather wall tile, which is a thing? It's about those elements coming together from your story, your nature, and the effects on those first. That's the big idea there, those things. And all the other things reinforce that story in a meaningful way. And so there's certain cities that have actually taken that. And I can't remember, it was a city in Texas, and I, I went to a lecture on it. 
and it was either like San Antonio or Houston, they basically had all their zoning in a system. So you could go on a website and I don't know if it's still there. I might've even been like in participation with the university, but they were showing us this tool and it was like, oh yeah, here you're allowed 50% of the lot to be buildable, 50% impervious. You can go two stories. The side setbacks are 10 feet and the rear setback is 20. The front is, is 15. And so right there, it would kind of go, and it was like, oh man, I don't even need an architect. I can figure that out. And that is... In a way, I would say like an AI type relationship. You're putting in inputs. They've put in their inputs and now you married up yours. Like you, because you would put in how much space you would want on first and second floor or the floors and the heights. And it would show you the buildable envelope. And that kind of gets you through a big portion of the architectural DNA, seemingly, because there's so many nuanced little things that you're going to do with those to make sure it has that personality you want beyond the parameters that it has so that computer only had limited parameters i don't know if you've ever used the ikea kitchen designer tool but it's another one that gets like 90 percent of the way there but there's still all that personal touch like we always i've used that tool on a couple projects and it was interesting to me because it's like oh this is so easy let's do this they have the look that we want and we can actually just use their stuff and buy it in the store we don't have to have it custom made and that gets you almost there, but we still spend a lot of time, well, actually, we want to do this. There's little touches here. Our client wants this drawer to come out, and that's not something that's there. And so there's still this back and forth that occurs, and I think we kind of get more time from the tools to work on those things in a way. So that's it's a benefit. I'm going to guess that later on, it'll get even more sophisticated, and that will liberate our mind to think even more in depth about it. So there's so many positive or interesting things that go along with the the AI. Now, one of the funny things is there's still the human nature to it. So the project that I was talking about before, one of the things you have to keep in mind is the massive amount of data that that marries up with. Because when I say effects, it's not just the zoning code, there's the building code, and they're not related to each other. And they change all the time. And in some areas, Like when I lived in Maryland, the fire code was like sprinkler code was a part of every house. And so there was three codes that were not related to each other. They didn't speak to each other. And so they could conflict. So this one system can show you, hey, here's what you can do. But your architect will also present, well, when we marry this data together, when we marry this information together, it creates another thing. And then for you as the custom homeowner, you're going to be making decisions about your narrative and your story about your home, about the feeling that you want to have with that. And there's always that element of cooperation and decision, which is really one of the most important parts of the whole thing. I personally just love drawing with my hand as much as I can. You know, I have a, a e-ink tablet and I think I'm going to talk, It's to me, it's kind of related to metaverse. So I'm having fun talking about these like buzz topics right now because I think they're fascinating about what they mean for us today, just in thinking about decision-making and picking ideas. You could almost say, and because it's all on a, a, a sliding scale, I would say, when you go on Pinterest, those algorithms is like almost like an AI thing to me because it's like, it's a feedback loop of like information that's not in your head. Like you're just putting like 
black sconces exterior, right? You like you're typing in words and you might put like modern black sconces exterior and it's giving you a list of things. It's like almost like here's your thoughts that you could have. Here's your research. We looked this all up for you. So in a way, that's not like a person didn't go to like the Dewey Decimal and pull it up on the microfiche and, <laughs> and you got to see it all. There is a machine, like some type of machine learning that made that possible for you. And the interesting thing is, is how it's related to confirmation bias in that like if you're trying to explore or something like that, it kind of knows based on the massive amount of numerical data, most likely of what you're thinking. So it feed it like feeds your thoughts into what the mass and majority of people are thinking and are wanting right now based on that question. So the thing I'm saying is, let's say you and I are in an office. And I think this is why I like to design the furniture for our clients. If you and I are sitting there and we're like, hey, let's design a kitchen table. Well, what do you think? Well, you know, I like this wood. I've got this wood in the house. We're still influenced by previous thoughts we've had. So we're still influenced by that. And we're influenced by what we'd like to see in the future. But if we can get to an exploratory process and take it there at any point, I think that's a huge plus because that gives you the opportunity to contribute to the feedback loop. So I'm not saying the feedback loop is bad, but you can contribute to it through the creative process. And it's good to take a step back away from the digital thing. So that's why, you know, like I have an e-ink phone that's just text and phone to family and my close friends. And if you're, I know some of my close friends listen to this, not all of you are on the phone, but that's just because my wife has you in the phone. And so she probably ends up calling you when we hang out. So I'm trying to actively disengage from the feedback loops because that's also another form of like AI, in my opinion, that we're already accustomed to. And I want to be a source for you and to marry up with you wanting to generate ideas, wanting to generate solutions for ideas and break out of that a little bit. So it's always fun to get out there and draw something without looking at a ton of pictures first. I understand the value of those pictures and all of you send me your Pinterest boards and it's mainly Pinterest. Um, I have been getting surprisingly more PowerPoint ideas from people lately. I think two or three people in the past week we were talking and they're like, oh, I had this idea when they contacted me about their project and it was on PowerPoint, which I hadn't seen in a while. And so anyway, the tool is going to be something that's very fun and interesting to explore. And if you haven't tried it, if you're having an idea for your house, I like looking at the pictures you guys sent me, but I'd also be interested to see if there's a place that you went that you would also like to have in your home and you use one of the AI tools out there where you can script, there's a few phone apps as well that you could use and type in ideas about spaces that you want and kind of see what they come up with. And that can give you an idea for light or shadow or texture or a contrast or juxtaposition for your custom home. And I'd love to work on that with you. I think it'd be so cool to translate that into something real. So to be clear, most of the AI architecture tools are not going to get you your permit. They're not going to get you your construction contract yet. I'm sure, uh, you know, the younger generation, I just got to go into this. This will be next week. But my nieces are always using Roblox and building houses. And I'm very 
happy that since I've been their uncle that they tend to design things that I find to be at least architecturally thoughtful and yet still playful. But there's so many tools out there to come up with this stuff that will only benefit design and I think the individuality of design over time. So that's another thing that's exciting is to see where we can go with individuality in design and being able to express your life and your contribution to this amazing, crazy thing. We're flying through space, yet we're falling in love, yet we're, we're being sad. We're trying to make an effort to do something. We want to cure cancer. Then over here, there's people that are fighting each other and there's a war and we want to make it stop. And we want to figure out how to bring peace to the world and conserve energy. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to be alive and to be able to create something. I'm so happy. If you made it here in the podcast, I'm so happy for you to be on the journey towards a custom home that you're considering it. When you think about your custom home, Think about the ways that you can come up with ideas. I talked about AI today. And to me, I told you I was going to come back to it. AI to me is architectural intelligence. Even if there's an AI tool that comes up with stuff, as long as there's people involved, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. And we're going to be deciding, do we like this? Do we like that? Is that too much part of the feedback loop? Do we want to switch it up and contribute to the feedback loop? How are we going to do that? Well, with architectural intelligence, we're going to go through your desires, the things that, that you want. We're going to look at your piece of nature. Now, what we do to nature could be influenced by artificial intelligence. But you know what nature is influenced by is by the creator, by God's intelligence, by the way things grow, by the way trees grow and plants grow. And even it's crazy because we've modified some of that. But those rules, the way it was modified, were still a part of nature. That's still a part of nature. We're a part of nature. And then there's also A, which is the effects of the things that other people have decided, here's the code, here's the finances for your building, here's the fire code, here's the zoning code, all these things, here's what your neighbors think, here's what people vote. You know, in some cities, if your house is over 10,000 square feet, which does happen, the people get to vote on your house. I mean, that's like, that's crazy. So anyway, architectural intelligence is where you want to start. If you want to use an AI tool, I think that's fun It's interesting to explore. Next week, we're going to be talking about metaverse. And you're like, wait, I want a real custom home. That's what we're going to talk about. But it's still an interesting topic. And I've got some fun things to think about in regards to the metaverse and how it will ultimately, inf I say influence because I don't like to say good or bad, but there's just some interesting things to garner from it. So we'll see you next time on the Card Custom Home and Architecture podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm JD Carling, your architect. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.